0: i'm your host rudy six welcome to the podcast the podcast that answers the question where you headed?" now i had a whole other thing prepared for the where you Head headed segment today but it was really funny i work i've said it before i'll say it many more times i work with children i work in behavior therapy so i'm working in homes with kids and i got to my uh client my afternoon client's home today before i you know pulled up here to record this podcast and Uh, before i even saw him uh his sister was there and i'm wearing this like i'm wearing it's it's a romper it's not a romper it's like a jumper it's a one-piece thing it's got like spaghetti chefs up top um and like really flowy pants at the bottom but i have a shirt on over it so it's not like a it's definitely a woman's garment you know whatever that means but um there's a shirt on over it it's chic it's fashion but to a child this is too flamboyant like they, they don't know what's going on So the legs are really flowy, and when I stand with my legs a little bit close together, it's sort of, like, you can't really tell. It's black, so you can't really tell where, like, the separation, the pant line is. So she said, like, her dad let me in, and she was like, why are you wearing a dress? And I just said, I'm not wearing a dress. And I just, show, I just went right to the fashion of it. And I just said, listen, the legs are just flowy. I showed how I just, I stood more than shoulder feet apart and just said, here, look, you can see like where it separates. Da-da-da-da-da. And then she was like, "Hmm, but it still looks like a dress. You look like a woman. And I'm like, little did she, in my mind, I was like, girl, little do you know, that is sometimes the goal, so work. And then she went on so i'm just like minding my business and and what i do i tend to have to ignore a lot of what kids say and i'm into it i can it's great mind you the dad's sitting right there probably a little embarrassed <laughs> i don't know what he was feeling but he he piped up a little bit to say that you know like oh well you know i'm sure it's just comfortable and at first i was like well, how what a what a progressive father because this is a very this is kind of a queer outfit that I'm wearing. Like, you would not be surprised to find out that I'm part of the rainbow brigade uh, if you saw me in this outfit. Um, so I was like, "How nice for you know the dad to make me feel comfortable." The girl goes on to say, "All you need is makeup and a wig, and you look like a woman." And again, I wanted to be like, "Girl, I have those things, and I'll be putting them on—not tonight, but real soon." So, but you know, once again, we got to keep that secret life popping. Um, so it was just really cute, and then I started, I was thinking a little bit later, I was like, you know, maybe the dad wasn't necessarily progressive, but just like, he just had a a six foot four black man in his house, and was just like, you know what, let me just, let me try to dissipate these fires, because this, this is not the tea, this is not what we need. But, I say all that to say, what a time, what a time to be a child, what a time to be growing, um, I also, I'm on a little listserv thing for this company called Mannies of LA. Mannies of LA, these are male nannies. Now, I don't I don't consider myself a manny or a caretaker or like a babysitter or anything And what I do, but sometimes they'll post uh, family needs uh, for kids that have autism. So they might want somebody that's more um experienced in behavior therapy or just working with kids on the spectrum so i'll keep an eye out for them because you know these la parents with money they will throw that coin at people if it means you know getting their kids the best opportunity that they can uh privilege is real um so i saw a posting it wasn't for a child with autism but they were saying um we have a family they have a 15 month old um, that you'll be primarily taken care of, but they also have a 15-year-old child who uses they, them pronouns, and we're gonna need somebody who uh, can respect that. And it, and I was just like, how lovely, how great that this is just, I just love to, to see that, you know, that not only was, not only is it, you know, being told, like, hey, the, the requirement is that, you know, you're using they, them pronouns, but it also, like, the parents are going out of their way to make sure, like, like, like this person isn't even here to take care of that kid. Uh, They're here to take care of, you know, some little nugget who honestly like this would be a great gig except for the 15 month old. Like I'm not messing with that's too young. I don't want that. Um, I I wouldn't know how to work with a 15 month old because I'm not feeding them. I don't deal with diapers. That's not my jam. I'm not into it. Uh, But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. It was cool to see, you know, this uh, being promoted in my uh, in my inbox. So you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about more, a little bit more about this, but really quick, I got to introduce today's guest. We have my fabulous friend, a fellow member of Team Stream Queens, which is a team of drag content creators over at twitch.tv. Uh, I don't know why I that felt like there was more to be said, but over at twitch.tv, what URLs are fucking weird. Um, but we're going to find out more about this fabulous human being. But first, let me just say, hello Chalora. Love. You you just sat here listening to me holler for quite a minute. Um, I did. Do you know Do you know queer children? Are there queer children in your family? Uh, not openly. Like I, I do.
1: <laughs> I do once in a while. I go like, mm, maybe. You
0: I, you know,
1: it's sort of rude to assume. You know.
0: Oh, it's so rude! But like, there. But we still assume. You can't assume out loud. Uh-huh. But we all assume. No. Because Uh, nine uh, times out of ten, there's going to be a queer kid in this family. And if you can't find them, then it might be you. I mean, one in ten is what they say. Is it one in ten? That feels like not enough. Well, at least it's
1: for homosexual.
0: Oh, I see, I see. But, you know, not necessarily. I wonder what the ratio is for, like, all of us over at The Alphabet, you know? I wonder if it's, like one in, is it half? Is half the population queer? Probably not, at least not out.
1: But uh reverse though, what, what about like, post childhood, like when you grow up and the adults, do you assume any of them are queer? Oh you know what I mean? Like the people in your life that were supposedly straight and then, you know, like my mom, I think she could be a lesbian.
0: Nah. You now, oh, but you know. still don't know
1: well i don't i don't think that she knows i'm not gonna bring it up
0: (laughs) but uh but we'll bring it up on the podcast (laughs) so can i ask what 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 are are the what are the telltale signs of liz
1: uh she has a lot of girlfriends that she says are her girlfriends Mm. and uh she does not like men not at all Maybe I mean, I mean
0: there. Th- those are two very important requirements for lesbianism right out mm-hmm. of the gate. So, you, we're, I mean, we're warmer than we are cold.
1: Uh, from what you said, though, earlier, before I was uh, here. <laughs> I, <laughs> when I, I, you were, when you were talking, you the I was shadows. like... Oh, I really want to say this. And then I was like, I got to wait. I got to hold on to it. I even wrote it down because I didn't want to forget.
0: It's in Shalora's contract. Uh, you have to wait four and a half minutes before you're allowed to speak. But you have to be here. I'm just kidding.
1: That's true. <laughs> but uh, it's only a woman's garment if it's owned by a woman. And that's on possession.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> it- <laughs> I love that it's only a woman's garment if it's owned by a woman and that's on possession. Now, did you just remember that or did you write that down? Both. <laughs> it was there if you needed it, like, you know, mm-hmm. lines, but you didn't need that shit. Fuck it.
1: Well, good, good quotations. You can't, you can't fuck those up.
0: You cannot. Although if I, stuttered, I just- it wouldn't
1: have been as good.
0: Let's oh my God, the stutter. Oof. I used to stutter so heavily as a child, like I uh, I remember going to my, because uh, um, I had really bad asthma, so sometimes my, my inhaler wasn't cutting it, so I would need my mom or my dad to set me up, let's be honest, it was my mom, I would need my mom to set me up on uh, what's called a nebulizer, we called it a breathing oh, treatment, wow. uh, but it's basically That's like getting intergalactic. Doesn't it though? It sounds like a Ratchet and Clank weapon. Mm-hmm. The nebulizer. Nebulize those knuckles. Um, So I, but it's basically like getting attached to like a, a, a sleep apnea machine or like getting your nose plugged into a humidifier or whatever. But my stuttering would be so bad that I would go to my parents' bedroom door and I would be, I, I would like, I would knock, <laughs> and my dad would be like, "What?" But I wouldn't be able to get my words out to say, "I'm dying." <laughs> <laughs> so I, there, I would just be at the door knocking. I, I, it, I was like a, I was like a, a crank caller, just knocking and not saying shit. And it was just duty
1: on the doorstep.
0: Duty on the doorstep. Mm. Should that be an album or like um, an autobiography?
1: Probably just a biography, not even an autobiography.
0: Oh, okay, so for about somebody else. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, I love that. You just, honestly, like, you can use the power of your own brain to do so much. And mm-hmm. and honestly, Chalora is somebody who is phenomenal, phenomenal at doing those things, at um, envisioning uh, looks, ideas, jokes, um, connections. And it, putting that DIY on it and manifesting the fuck out of that shit. So we're going to take a brief commercial break. We're going to come back to find out just how Chalorah does it herself. you oh. right back. Your right brain? Right brain, left brain. And right back. Which brain, which side is the creative side? I always forget. Brain on me. All right. More unanswered <laughs> questions coming after the break. We are back at the podcast. I'm your host, Rudy Six, still hosting podcasts, but not on Grinder. Uh, we're back with uh, the fabulous, the remarkable Chalora. Hello, Chalora. Hello. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. I'm just in my house.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, well, I just. Go and follow Chalora, by the way, on uh, the platforms C H E L O R A and uh, Chalora Flora on Instagram. Uh, but Chalora's drag is so fun, it's so unique. Um, and Chalora does a whole lot of DIY. We're going to talk about a lot of things um, that uh, this magical queen is responsible for and does. But first, Chalora, I got to ask why do you DIY? money can we talk about money yeah it's
1: too expensive i'm not gonna pay somebody else to do almost anything i love that i can do it
0: especially after seeing you know like a queen like raja o'hara get to the finale of all stars i don't know how much i can't remember how much she spent but it was not in it it was in the triple digits that she did not spend a thousand dollars on
1: like 200.
0: yeah it was very very manageable i
1: feel like you know i I grew up um pretty poor with like my mom was a single mom and uh and we were always like recycle that reuse that blah 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 and we were very crafty too so we always made a lot of things we Uh, Anytime we wanted to have fun, it was like, well, you got to craft it then. I don't know. Make your own fun. (laughs) I think that's where it started. And you know, right now I'm doing a lot. I or previously I was doing a lot of paper crafting, and I I just haven't needed it uh, recently. But uh, I find, you know, if you can figure it out, just figure it out. Like, what did we do all those math classes where we had to learn how to make a net? You know what I mean by a net? Like. Here's the net of a cube. Fold it together. Like, what's the net of
0: a cube? You don't know what I'm talking about? No, in math? Oh,
1: yeah. See, in math, like, you know, geometry. Okay. um, If you want to make a pyramid that's a square surrounded by four triangles on each side, and then you cut that out, and then you fold it along the edges, and then that makes a pyramid, right?
0: Absolutely. I'm also every one of those equation memes right now. But I do, <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> but um,
1: just stuff like that. Like, um, I, when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of toys. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to make toys out of garbage. Um, I had a lot of, uh, I don't know. Like I, I was a decent student until my grandmother passed in grade six. Yeah. Uh, And so I was fine in class, not paying attention uh, for whatever reason, which is great.
0: Um, (laughs) I mean, listen. great for
1: that. Um, So a lot of times- That's uh, why I don't remember this net stuff. (laughs) I would play with like a protractor or uh, that's the little tool that makes uh, circles, right? Protractor.
0: Yeah, where you stick a pencil in it and then you just spin it like a ballerina.
1: I, pre- I always pretended that it was a spaceship, and the little Ooh. pointy part was like it would shoot. And the other side was like, like where it holds the pencil was the area where like people would live. <gasps> okay. Yeah, and because because you could unscrew the little part where you're supposed to like bolt in the pencil, that was the escape pod, um, which is really cool. No, in absolutely. My <laughs> Uh, and in grade five, I got like a pencil case or a case of pencils. I should say, not a pencil case. Um, so all the erasers had different colors, okay. but the, the the erasers didn't actually work, like most shitty pencil erasers.
0: Condoroga, um, we're talking to you.
1: So I ripped all the the metal part with the erasers off all the ends of these pencils. Okay. And because they were different colors um they were each a different character and i had like 30 of these little things and i would take my pencil sharpener and i would sharpen the metal part and i would sharpen it in such a way that it would still fit on the eraser and those were the different fashions so i could tell them apart and they had different like or that would be like their weapon or that would you know and so i could play out these little scenarios inside my desk
0: Um, Oh my gosh, yes.
1: So (laughs) craftiness has always been uh, a necessity, and I guess um, it's just sort of evolved into this necessity right now. So the creative mind is still working, thank God. Um, I think I definitely learned a lot more doing that shit than I was paying attention in class, because the education system is flawed and it's trash.
0: Beyond.
1: Um, In grade three, I believe uh, a teacher thought that I need, I had um, a uh, disability because I was doing too much. (coughs) So she forced me into a, a program where I, and so instead of me going to like the prestigious school or whatever, where all the smart people go, I had to leave class for an hour every week to go to this class where we draw circles and cut straight lines, um, to make sure that I'm I don't have a mental disability, which is also what? stupid.
0: A yeah, um, not a test. B n- not <laughs> not the teacher filling out on the form under like disability the most. Like yeah. you've been diagnosed with doing the most. What?
1: Yeah. Uh, my mom's still really mad about that. but whatever. Understandably, Jesus. Like. I, the biggest argument I think my mom had with this teacher was because um, we had we were learning geography or whatever and like legends and stuff in my other class and this lady who made me go into this program was a math teacher. and she wanted me to draw a meter or you know whatever on the sheet of paper, draw you know a certain distance with your ruler. Mm-hmm. And so I drew um, two centimeters. And then I made a legend that said two centimeters equals one meter, which is literally how you would draw on a, you know, it's not a wrong answer.
0: Not at all, because were you given a meter of paper? No. So how the fuck were you, what? Did she want it to be an actual meter? I don't know. I, I don't, but it was some ridiculous thing oh, like that. Because that, that would but, not surprise me, because I would believe a bad teacher to say, here is an eight and a half by eleven. I don't know conversions. But here's you know. that. Draw a meter on this. Now, like I said, I don't know conversions, but I'm pretty sure a meter does not fit on an eight and a half or an eleven. Inch. a landscape piece of paper. L- listen.
1: Letter post or whatever. Literally. Ooh,
0: ooh, education.
1: I mean, I've had, an, like, even in college, I've had teachers like that. Like, uh, we were doing something about, uh, like, bad, bad leadership or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to give an example of unethical leadership. And so I wrote down about Trump during the hurricane in, was it Puerto Rico? Yeah. I think it was.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And the one the time how was
1: they knew that the hurricane was coming for over three years and they didn't pre- prepare for it. They didn't stockpile, even though it was asked that the president stockpile for this inevitable uh, disaster. Yeah. And, you know, the more I read up about it, the more I thought, well, this really is unethical to not pay attention to something like that. And um, then to not even react to it when there's a problem and tell them to deal with it. Um, and the teacher was like, well, this isn't a pol- like this isn't accurate, this isn't unethical. And I was like, how is this this isn't a debate. <laughs> I'm not debating. <laughs> I'm not debating with this with you And they were like, well, I'll only give you 50 percent. And I was like, no, wow, no. but um and when, I don't see, know,
0: what was the point of the paper like to discuss unethical leadership? what? Oh, I cannot teachers have teachers often have their own views opinions oh they certainly do agendas and that is all fine have them but it it is wild when when it shows how much you push them because like i like there's an i don't know there's like a certain degree of like okay fine you know when you're talking to a room full of students especially in a college setting there's certain things that are just gonna come out or whatever like but to grade based on opinion and oh that's just that shit grinds the fuck out of my gears and honestly Uh, it it really
1: i think that like teachers need to bring an unbiased like environment to classrooms like that you can have your own political feelings or beliefs or whatever but like especially when you're talking about politics or even science or health or anything almost like it needs to be an unbiased environment and they're corrupting it with that garbage like i don't know i i've seen it done properly where like even right-wing people or people whatever whatever side that they're on have discuss it in a a classroom or, you know, open discussion Mm -hmm. on YouTube or whatever. And they just discuss it like it's neutral, like it's neutral territory. And like- You have to. It's just, I don't know. I think it's silly.
0: It really is. And you know, the the education system is, it's fuck, it's, it's insane. But I will say that like so much, I feel like so much of that of that figure it the fuck outness like for people that sort of have those sort of experiences in school or in the education environment i feel like i don't know i just feel like there's there's so much of that figure it the fuck out mentality that comes from um, just having to figure it out in so many different like spaces whether it's your home life whether it's your school life your academic life your work life um because it, just I don't know. Maybe it's also just like the having to deal with adversity, because you know, people of color, queer people. We there's so much we have to figure the fuck out in order to, in order to navigate so much of this world that we live in. So it's like, bitch, if I can figure out how to deal with uh, Orange County police, then you best believe I'm gonna turn this tutu into a wig. Like, this will not be what defeats me, goddammit. The creative thinking. Or the is. critical thinking. Yes. It, oh, my God. It's critical that we, you know, keep that shit working fine and fabulous. Uh-huh. Um, we, we did a whole deep dive on DIY and education, and I'm kind of into that. Um, so, Chalora, really quick, before we take our next break, uh, can you let the people know where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Twitch, at Chalora, uh, Twitter, at Chalora, with a zero instead of an O. Uh, YouTube, just Google, or not, not Google, uh, YouTube search Chalora Flora. I got performance videos on there. I've got uh, a series called Clippy Copy, which is just like clip compilations from YouTube that I edit to make more entertaining, hopefully. that's the, That's the goal. Uh, As well as like some anti-Laura content from my Twitch. Oh, Uh,
0: anti-Laura. Look out for um, an anti-Laura collaboration. Or just, I don't know, look out for us being old bitches together. Yeah,
1: (laughs) being decrepit and senile like I
0: usually am, but uh, a little more. (laughs) Right, we'll take it up from an eight to a nine.
1: (laughs) And uh, Instagram at Flora. Love that. That's it.
0: That's, That's it, it. lovely. Well, Thank you, y- bread. Y- Y'all better go and follow Chalora on the things. Show my fabulous friends some love. Uh, we're gonna be right back, and we're gonna talk just briefly. We're gonna we're gonna roll out the show, close out the show by just talking a little bit about how we manage to keep creative motivation with so many uh, sometimes fires burning in various corners of our lives. Um, that was so listen we're gonna we're, we're talking about this balancing act we're talking about all of the compartments um the storage compartment the um oh wow i don't know many compartments great we'll be back
1: My compartment
0: Ah, uh, there it is. Welcome back. Uh, Chloé just brought us back with
1: some TED Talk that discussed the importance of boredom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of people they put so many things into their schedule. Their like day. They're like, well, I don't want any free time because I don't want to, you know, be depressed or be this or be that. Well, be depressed, feel it, you know. And then when you're done being depressed, you can be bored. And exactly. when you're bored, you can be creative. You can, you can think, you can reflect, and you can grow and change. Exactly. Um, I've always had this idea. Well, in uh, high school, I always told myself, you know, the mantra of uh, do your best every day and that's all you can do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't do more than your best of the day. And that told me, you know, that it's okay, even if I didn't do great. And that sort of evolved um, as I got older to uh, I I was often disappointed by people. Yeah, uh, which I I don't know, maybe that's pretentious or whatever, but a lot of people disappoint me. Um, I hope, you know, all the time that something good will happen or, you know, this or that or the other thing, and it just doesn't. Yeah, and I got really, really sick of it. So I thought, you know, I want to be the opposite. I want to be the the thing that happens in movies that doesn't happen in real life.
0: You wanna be like the, I want to be the the antithesis to the to the letdown. You want to be the pickup.
1: Well, yeah, sort of like the pay it forward, mm-hmm. like the unexpected uh, movie moment, like. Uh, when I worked at Starbucks on Valentine's Day uh, for two or three years in a row. I So I, I saved up all my nickel rolls and my dime rolls because they're sort of, uh, they don't really amount to a lot. Um, and so I had a little, little canister that I kept them all in all year long. And then I would go to the store because we worked next to a grocery store and they have a little flower shop. Um, and of course they have a lot of roses and I would let them know beforehand to make sure. I would use all of those tip monies to buy as many roses as I could buy, and I would give them out to customers. It's really, really <laughs> pathetic for a lot of people. A lot of people are really sad and, like, feel lonely, you know? Absolutely. And uh, I would wear a tux with a bow tie Ooh. and a blazer and everything. And uh, I would try to, like, look really nice for people. And i just sit there all day until I had no roses left, serving lattes and drinks and things. and. I hope that those, like, it's not about me, you know? Like, I don't want them to come back and be like, oh my gosh, you're wonderful. I want to make those people, you know, they're gonna go to the office and they're gonna say, oh my God, the barista gave me a red rose, you know? And it sort of starts their day in a better motion. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that's sort of a movie magic thing that you don't see in real life. Um, And so I do the same thing in every aspect, or I try to in most aspects. so like, you know, we're talking about balancing all these different facets. So being a married partner, I try to carry that over. So when we have a, a conversation or argument, what was the problem? What caused this to be an issue? You know, how Did do I improve? Mm. Or, or what could be better? Start with me. It's not about, you know, it's, it's, let's not blame the partner first. Um, and what, what can I do to make that better? And if that doesn't work, then talk about it. But obviously, like uh, I don't, I've had so many arguments or discussions with my partner and then digested it. It took some time to reflect on it, to think about it. And then the next day, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it every single day. I'm gonna remember it in my mantra, my list of th- things I have to do, like uh, being more positive or, whatever it is to help them through whatever they're going through or what mm-hmm. I'm going through. Okay, I have to do that. I have to edit this video. I have these things on my file. I have my calendar. I have my leg wax. I have my blah, blah, blah. Just cycling these pieces of information over and over and over, repeated, repeated, repeated.
0: And um, so does that process like that, it sounds both um it's it's an intentional process, and it's it sounds both productive and exhausting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm a very I'm a very lazy person, so maybe that helps. Um,
0: I will say that really I mean, quick. Um, uh, when you said the TED talk about the importance of boredom, I immediately thought of the pandemic and how. It is only through spending that much time at home and with myself that um, I I feel like I I'm coming out of the pandemic with all of these like projects and work and priorities in my life. They aren't spinning at the exact rate that I want them, but I think that like being forced to spend so much time with my own thoughts and with my own feelings, like like I had. Without even realizing it happened, I had to reckon with like a lot of things about myself and I still am. But um, I am, I feel so much more able to like get my shit done and to figure it out work wise, creative wise. And I think so much of it is like I'm interested in this, the importance of boredom TED talk because mm-hmm. my That's God, it's, and a please because we are, we literally live in it's, I, I don't go a day without seeing something on my feed that um, um, puts sleeplessness on a pedestal, mm-hmm. you know, like the grind never stops and such. And I'm like, bitch, these six hours of sleep that I need are part of the grind. <laughs> like I don't grind tomorrow without these six hours. <laughs> so I think oh, it's yeah. really interesting how we talk about how we navigate creativity.
1: That what used to be my, like, mental health guide. Um, I used to have a therapist when I was very young, and they just prescribed me medication, which was, like, I didn't, like, they were just sugar pills, you know, like, the antidepressants, mm-hmm. whatever. I ended up not taking them, um, even though my mom thought I was. Because I, I did a test where I was like, I'll try them for three days and see if I feel different, and then stop and see if I feel different. And I didn't. So, I was like, this is dumb. Um, Obviously, she was very mad because she found a drawer full of pills. Oof. um, That, you know, she's paying for or whatever with the health insurance. But uh, eventually, we got a counselor, which is just someone that comes to the school and talks to you for an hour or whatever during lunch or something. Um, I I didn't even tell her everything. It was just sort of like we'd sit there and talk about nothing for an hour, which is whatever. But, um after high school you know you don't really keep a counselor um that like helps you through that you know you don't go back to the school you don't go back to their office
0: imagine just of... going back not like finish what you started
1: <laughs> yeah keep
0: me keep me uh, healthy bitch.
1: <laughs> but you know going through life things happen and you get upset about a lot of things or it, it can be really difficult so um i mean this sounds awful because probably, maybe it is, I don't know, but at a point um, in my mental health journey or whatever, you know, the same sort of process, I got really sick and tired of being miserable, Mm -hmm. being depressed, being anxious all the time. (laughs) And so I just told myself, you know, well, obviously didn't just just tell myself, oh, be happy, because that's not gonna fix anything. But like, sort of uh taking that time to reflect why do i feel that way let's try this okay that didn't work well let's try something else okay that didn't work Uh, i can't bury my depression in a man okay great uh moving on (laughs) (laughs) which i'm sure many people try um well i've tried burying
0: something and you know what never mind Mm
1: -hmm. um (laughs) but i think a lot of us think that like we can bury our mental health problems or get them fixed by having somebody else do it for us. And that's not really how it works. You have to self-reflect and figure it out. Oh, yeah.
0: I realized that I Uh have a, almost a codependency complex. I've never even been in what I would call a serious relationship, but I, um, I, what what's the word that i can't think of I, but I, I i don't know i put relationships on a pedestal and it sometimes gets to a very distracting place mm-hmm. and i you know I, I so often think that like a partner will you know i think that like one isolated instant will like make something better almost like you know you you kill this number of enemies in a game and you level up and it's just, and I know it's not like that, but my, my desire for um, companionship sometimes will make me think that that is, like, going to solve problems. And it might, Absolutely. but it, it, it'll it surely introduce them, too.
1: I mean, being married, like, you still get lonely. Mm-hmm. That, that feeling never goes away. So... Like, I mean, I don't know, my my partner and I are not super clingy, but like, I don't know. I feel like we need to figure out how to be alone before we can be with other people. And uh, I did learn a lot of that just from even being with someone, like, because I was alone a lot of the time. Uh, I did online school, so I was home alone while they went to work or they were on a business trip or whatever. And then even when we moved to Ireland, they would go to work and I'd be in the... You know, the apartment alone uh, had to figure out how what to do with myself and my thoughts and a lot of reflection happened there. So I think that was definitely beneficial. um, Just having like that time and that space, you know,
0: I sort of visualize Uh, it as like needing to because I really think so much about cuz i don't know i've always the 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 number 6 has always been a number that's guided me um but it's also like it's almost it's almost like I, at any given time i have six like categories of important shit that i'm focusing on and i almost visualize it like sitting in my room with these six categories and just i don't know sometimes it's just about sometimes it's laying the fuck down and ignoring those six things. Sometimes it's opening up like every door to each of them and like organizing, shining lights on like, okay, what am I trying to do with drag? Okay, what am I trying to do with music? Okay, so I don't know, sometimes for me, it's like trying to figure out a purpose with everything. But other times it's just like, because like if I tried to do that with drag a year ago, shine the light okay what's my long-term goal with drag bitch i don't have one it's sometimes it's so sometimes it's just the act of like okay this is this is a priority in my life because it's just something that i just need to do it's something that brings me joy it's something that's fun um it's something that challenges me it's something that makes me money whatever it is and i don't know there's just there's so much do-it-yourself happening but very little how-to oh absolutely
1: i mean that was kind of the process of like try this that didn't work try mm-hmm. this other thing you know move on try something different try a different method try a different material yeah um and that's the same for anything you know it doesn't have to be just crafting or creative uh dating whatever it is like Try something else, try something a little different. Maybe it's not this, maybe it's that, you know, think of all the different things. And I think that's part of the uh, critical thinking part too. A lot of um, people who don't have those critical thinking skills will try once, think it doesn't work and give up.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And they'll say, this doesn't work. And
0: sometimes, and and honestly, if sometimes I feel like people just don't have that, curiosity like 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 sometimes people just don't ask that follow-up question or um i think about drag a lot of times and sometimes i wonder like is this your aesthetic because you like saw it and was like okay this is the goal this is the only like is it something that you told yourself you have to get to or like i don't know sometimes i just wonder like if people tried all the crayons in the crayon box first before they decided who yeah. they are.
1: But why not like continue to evolve? Why not? Like, I love bugs and insects and stuff, and I want to be the drag artist that looks like that, but I have a lot of learning to do, and I also don't have the patience to do that every freaking time. <laughs> yeah. So I can keep improving my skills while still wanting to do those things and just be different every time or whatever. And keep changing, keep adapting. I mean, uh, Deer is a great example of that, I think, in my opinion. Uh, Every single year I look at her makeup and it's different. It's improved. It's something is changing every single time. Uh, A lot of people will say, oh, she's the same. No, she's not. Oh, no, not at all. I
0: was just looking at at her makeup. And for anyone that does not know, Deere, D-double-E-R-E, is uh, the founder of Team Stream Queens um they are a streamer over on Twitch uh and they're just an incredible content creator and a, an incredible drag queen and the makeup definitely took an evolution this it's i don't know i just i love drag so much cuz i i love how like distinct um a you know it's a change that you know, like deers If you put all of Deer's drag looks from 2021 up and you put all of my drag looks from 2021 up, like, Deer's storyline is a lot more of like, I guess, a subtle one. Mine's all over the fucking place because I just don't repeat. Like, like, I just drastically change my makeup every time. (laughs) I
1: mean, I think Deer definitely has a clear concept of what their drag is. Like, this sort of um, cartoon bimbo.
0: Um, yeah, but even with a clear concept, like it's, you can still see the change yeah. and the uh, oh, absolutely. just how it's. Ah, oh, it's it's just really cool. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, Cartoon Bimbo is
1: like putting it very simply, by the way, just
0: to be just to clarify. Oh, I did. I thought nothing. I was like, I I think Deer would love that. <laughs> but um, it's yeah, you know, trying to I. I don't know. So I was like, hey, yeah, let's talk about compartmentalizing and how we stay creative when shit is hard. But I also like, oftentimes, I don't know how I do it. Often, I think that we're often driven by inspiration and just the need to see something become, to see a concept yeah. become. And then everything else is keeping a roof over your head. <laughs>
1: I I used to get a lot of artist block uh, even for drag. Mm-hmm. and these days I don't. Um, I don't know how. Uh, but I think you know once you hit that passion, it's sort of like okay, it's just there and it's there to stay. Um, thank goodness. Yeah, but I, I think it also is like sometimes you're just limited. like you don't have or or you feel limited. Uh, even if you're not. Yeah. Uh, Like, I didn't have wigs. I still don't have wigs. Um, A lot of times I feel limited by my hair color. Uh, Like, I look at my Instagram and I'm like, I have, there's no difference here. You know, these are all the same. And they really aren't, but uh, they look the same to me. Uh, So it can feel like I'm just not doing anything different. I'm doing all the same thing. Um, But these days I don't feel that way just because like, I'm enjoying it. I'm doing it, you know, for myself, and I'm experimenting with all these different colors, these different tools, these different uh, products. Uh, so it's more of like, I don't know, I feel like once you have the whole chemistry set. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It's, It's easier to feel like you can experiment and go nuts and just you don't run out because you have everything in the chemistry set. Exactly. So so sometimes it's to well, I mean, I'm not telling people, like, go buy everything because
0: that's not healthy. No, but it's like it's I think so much of it is just I think a lot of it is just accepting where you are and accepting uh, what you have and shutting out the noise. And asking yourself, what am I gonna do right now? And 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 just have and try to have an answer for that, because you know that's that's more or less how I got into drag, and that's more or less how I got into music. That's more or less why I stay doing those things. That's more or less how I got into this job that I'm in right now. Um, I think we. I think so. So much of it is just showing up regardless of if the inspiration is there and if you're feeling uninspired like seek out inspiration watch something even, new play something new talk the, to somebody new.
1: or yeah i was gonna say that yeah like pick up or, or force it sometimes like pick up a palette or whatever it is that you use for your creation or your creativity pick it up look at it Like just stare at it all day, every day. (laughs) Oh yeah. Eventually, eventually, something will scream at you and be like, "Aha! You know, that's the, that's the ticket." Um, Or look at other people too. Like, look at your peers, look at your enemies, look at your friends. Yeah. um, In the industry, or or that type of creation, what are they doing? What's going on? Uh, A lot of times, I pick up ideas for line work or shapes, colors, shading, mixture of colors, everything. Everything you can find somewhere.
0: Everybody started doing uh, white around their lip after they saw Gigi Good doing it on Drag Race. So yes, do these things.
1: (laughs) Oh, I haven't done that yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, you're you're still working down your list. You're you're someone who already has like a built up uh, catalog of things you want to try, so.
1: Yeah, I have a a wide array of things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just, don't know. I think it's also like I'm not forcing the creative process every single time. Like, I feel like if I did, I'd already be done all the things that I wanted to try to do. Exactly. Um, I'm pacing it. I'm taking my time. I want to make sure that, you know, whatever. Um, But even if, you know, something's not sparking, like there's nothing wrong with doing the same thing and just trying to improve. I know a lot of artists will go back and redo a look that they've done before or, or a piece mm-hmm. that they've done before. That's really fun to do to like improve on something from the past.
0: Most definitely, um,
1: it definitely shows your skill difference or your your improvement.
0: Um, to it's a it's a relationship with with yourself. And it is, you know, making sure that you're doing things to advance you as a person, to advance your your creativity or your livelihood. Um, do it for you and also do it with patience, whether it is um, learning drag, learning a new instrument, uh, starting a new job, looking for a new job, uh, losing weight, eating right, whatever the fuck it is. I think that the best way to be able to continue to show up is to just continue to look at everything in front of you on your plate, ask yourself, how is this serving me and the life I want for myself? And, you know, edit as you need. Priorities don't have to stay priorities. If something's no longer serving you, Marie Kondo, the fuck out of that shit.
1: Same with men.
0: Listen. We're this an hour mean, bring in. bring me joy? We're an hour. We, <laughs> this is an entire. <laughs> this- <laughs> Marie Khan, no, damn it. Uh yeah, I mean, even there's some people that I just need to stop texting. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Does this friend bring me joy? More joy than pain mm. or more joy than whatever. Mm.
0: Um, Chola, you're absolutely incredible. I truly, truly continue to be amazed by uh, the drag that you make, the way that you show up Thank for people you. in your life, and um, I'm glad that I met you.
1: Thank you. I hope my uh, talking about me being a Doing my movie actions didn't wasn't like pretentious. I, I do try to do. Oops.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and <laughs> if you feel like She was talking about you when she said she's um, been disappointed, uh, you're right. It was you, and you won't well, do it again.
1: If you see a subtweet and you think it's about you, it probably it, it, if it applies.
0: If it applies. I tweeted something absolutely rotted and chaotic last week. I said something like, um, if you think the sub, or if you think that the, something is about you, or what was it? If you think you're overthinking it, I don't even know what it was. I was basically feeding into people's um, inner saboteur, I'm a bully, I should be stopped, cancel me, end it all. Um, and I apologize. Um, I never thought I'd have to make this video, but
1: I'm sorry. You're going to (laughs) cry. Don't forget to cry around the 30 second mark.
0: Oh, I will. And that's the beauty of a podcast, mama. They don't even know. Oh, shit, they're listening. Um, (laughs) Go and follow Chalora on all the things. Uh, Be sure to don't follow me on the street. I have gas. Literally, don't do that. If you get a um, if you get a rose from Chalora at a Starbucks on Valentine's Day, don't take it personal. Don't call back. This is just to make you feel better. (laughs) I'm just playing. Okay, we're gonna get out of here before I uh, get both of us canceled. Once again, go and follow Chalora. Um, Please subscribe and follow the podcast wherever podcasts are cast. (laughs) Weird. Um, We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, we are on Spotify, Anchor, there's others. I don't know them all and that's fine. Um, I'm Rudy Six. You can follow me at SixyBB on the various platforms. That's S I X Y B B. baby. Uh, we will be uh, doing our American Horror Story Watch Party this Saturday night at twitch.tv slash bb alongside with my co-host, Amanda Express. I am loving this season um, and we should all be grateful for it. So thank you to Laura once again for just being a dope diva. Thank you. Alright. We'll catch y'all next week, Thursdays, at whatever time podcasts emerge from the Groundhog's hole. Bye. Boy. Yay! I'll press record now.
1: Oh, perfect.